0: Thank you.
1: Another episode of uh, Walkers Appeal, aka the Appeal, live and direct from On the Wake Up Radio. That's Brian and my co-host
0: Rob. Sometimes they call me F Williams.
1: <laughs> Peace, brother. Please, brother. Man, um, you know, beautiful people. I was gonna have a guest. I was thinking about if we should have a guest. I said, Nah. This is a big week. We got a lot of, lots to discuss. I said uh, I didn't want uh, a guest getting in the way on this one. So this is just the uh, time to. Us and you, you beautiful people out there, and all the Wake Up Radio family. So, Rob, how was your week? Pretty productive. Pretty up. productive. Yeah, pretty productive. Working on a couple of projects. So, I like that language. Good language to use. um, yeah, I I always feel like uh, I could use a few more hours in a day, but uh, I'm grateful. I uh, ain't gonna start complaining now. <laughs> yes. So you know, uh, I am a fan of a good story as much as the next person. We function in the spirit of saying Copra here at uh, the Walker's Appeal, always looking back in order to move forward. And part of looking back is being able to understand the context in which things happen. Right? It's not enough to know that um, Harlem Renaissance was in the 1920s. You also should know that. The prohibition was also the 1920s. Uh, the most prosperous uh, time in American history was also the 1920s, right? right? The Roaring Twenties. Our stock performance. So you can see the the correlation of events going into the 20s. Uh, you had these tremendous organizations uh, like the. UNIA and the NCAA, NAACP, you know, they saw tremendous boosts. But you also have to know what happened in 1919, the Red Summer, uh, you know, where blacks were scared for their lives. So they all started organizing. So they, these organizations are boosting the membership. And this brings us to the first topic that I want to discuss today. All right? so this is... This is, uh, I think, Saturday's 9-11, the 20th anniversary. Oh. Um, Rob, what were you... Uh, On that love, do you remember?
0: In my barracks room
1: And where's that, I mean where, like
0: where? Oh, I was still deployed, I was in Hawaii at the time You were in Hawaii Yeah
1: And how did you get the news?
0: Uh, One of my friends who had come back home To see her family, she called And with the time difference It was about 6 in the morning So I think It was early And I was going to let the answering machine get it and then I just heard someone hysterically on the phone. Rob, Rob, they hit us. They got us. Bah. She was going bananas. And I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah, I, I pick up the phone and I'm like, who, who hit us? What are you talking about? Who hit what us? Your... We would know. We we're in the military. We would know.
1: I'm on a list. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, and she's like, no, turn on the TV, stupid. <laughs> so I did. And I was like, I got to call you back. <laughs> so it was just, that was it
1: i call you back. I got to go. Well, I remember. I, uh, those of you who know me, I'm not the most tardiest of folks. I was born late. I, I'm, I'm going to be late to my funeral. I, I will. Trust That's one party everyone wants to miss. <laughs> <laughs> but I was on my way to, I was working at downtown Brooklyn. Um, I was working for Nice's at the time, the New York City Employee Retirement System, which is located right on Adams Street. Right, It's the tower on top of the Brooklyn Marriott, uh-huh. actually after 9-11, uh, the, the Secret Service was located in in the World Trade, uh-huh. and after, Everything the, was. after they, they relocated to the, my building, so they uh-huh. were on the top floor of uh, the building, so it's, I mean, and at the time, we're talking about 1901, Brooklyn didn't have a whole lot of towers, so yeah. uh, from my building, you could see the Twin Towers very clearly. I didn't make it inside the building that day, as I said, I was running a bit late. I remember coming out from underneath the train station, so I took the K to the A. I come out, I see a crowd of people. That was that was a mayoral election year, uh-huh. and for some reason, I was just uh, again, I worked for the pension fund. Um, the control at the time was Alan Hevesy, and um, I don't know why this is what I thought. I thought that Alan Hevesy, because, you know, as a comptroller, you sit on the board for the pension department. I know he was running for mayor. I just thought, okay, Alan Hevesy must be down here, you know, shaking hands and giving speeches, campaigning. Right. I'm coming up from underneath the the subway Mm. uh, right there. Um, As I walk towards the front of the building on Adams Street, the first uh, building had already been hit. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what—that's why everyone was outside. It wasn't, yeah, a, a political that like that. And um, uh, long story short, you know, I mean, this is necessary when they're talking about compensation. You—you you worked in this specific area. Mm-hmm. Really, it should be larger than that. The debris was all over my clothes from after those books fell. So, I mean, as I said, this—we've been talking about the waste transfer station The wind does blow. You yeah. know, and um, that was all of Southern New York. So <laughs> exactly. So I'm not sure how they they they, they if you get compensated if you work in this area. Again, I might have been in Brooklyn, but I, I was probably closer to uh, uh the twin the, the World Trade and than some folks who work in Manhattan because I'm well, right across on, the water.
0: You know I mean? Well, not mm-hmm. only that, but the massive cleanup afterwards. That was a big fucking. Toxic fire underneath for how long And you had people Out there looking and cleaning and everything Else so this is it It's an environmental disaster and it was a uh, Terrorist disaster that They just hurried up and used as an excuse To blow up more shit And take away our
1: rights But that's not But that's not really where I want to be exactly That's not really where I want to go today You know um, we, we opened up the show Talking about suppose You die What's the worst thing that you think can happen if you die?
0: It already happened. Yeah, I'm going to ask that question. It It already happened. I died. Game over. I ran out of quarters.
1: No, 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 no. It's yours. It's yours.
0: Who? We don't don't know. Nobody's come back to give a report, and the only guy who supposedly did said it ain't so bad. So, what do you want from
1: me? I don't know. well, I'll put it like this. I'm put it like this. Suppose you die and Barack Obama dies on the same day. Okay. What What happens?
0: Other than me punching the ghost of Barack Obama?
1: <laughs> Other than you punching the ghost of Barack Obama. Uh,
0: I just get forgotten, kind of, you know.
1: But you don't want to die the day somebody more famous than you dies. I mean, even if you are famous.
0: That's why you got to go out with a bang. <laughs> You gotta go out. If you're gonna go out, you gotta do something stupid, or it's gotta be notable. So they'll be like, "Yeah, you know, Barack Obama died today, but this idiot shot himself out of a cannon."
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, might as well. So w- where I wanted to go with this is now December twelfth is an organization um, that, if you if you live in if you live in Brooklyn especially East New York, you're highly familiar with. Um, uh, Sister's Place, the cafe, they they do all type of political talk, you know, socialist, uh, you know, um, type of, of theory discussions. Uh, shout out to uh, Brother Omar Wallace Clay. Uh, shout out to Sister Viola Plummer. Uh, shout out to Sister Colette and, and the whole gang. So, this summer talk movement, uh, and this is, I mean, I'm not dry stitching. Uh, they were caught up in a conspiracy because they, it was alleged through FBI um, investigation that they were going to break, uh, I think it was Sunday Adela out of jail. I mean, they were they they were photographed taking pictures of the tombs out of Massachusetts to a private property and used it as a firing range. Sunday Adela I might be Bush from his name, is one of the, um, Black Liberation Army members. One of the folks who allegedly or may have, or definitely did, work with uh, Asada Shakur. She has part of the Black Liberation, the Black Liberation Army. Um, uh, you know the Brink's issues. Yeah, actually, there's an article in the New York Magazine and calling the sons of Brink. Um, also, RIP to to uh, uh, Coltrane and So it, it, it was and. I guess the, the article really surrounded That this group um, was a bunch of You know, black intellectuals You know, Harvard, Columbia You know, you know educated folks <laughs> And they were on, on this kind of a, a militant Tinge And uh, so I guess, uh, you know the, the, the media sucked that stuff up So they did a pretty uh, in-depth article About the, the case They were down in, in, in Durban, South Africa In 2001 in late August for this conference It was the, the UN World Conference Against Racism where, where all types of Groups from all over the world got together uh, Talk about uh, Disparity, uh, talk about uh, Prejudices, talk about Disenfranchisement, talk about colonialism xenophobia, right um, And try to get redress And Uh <clears throat> And I didn't. So I, so I saw the documentary, but you know, it's okay. They had this conference, and you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, they never really talk about this. And I guess it must have not have been a big deal. So today, I'm, I'm listening to a journalist who, again, 20 years ago, she was a, a young journalist. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you her name. Her name is Shireen Marisol uh, Araji uh, she, uh, she has a. She actually just sat down today from a podcast she has on NPR called oh. Code Switch. So she was over in that down there. Like I think she's Puerto Rican and Persian or something. So she's always been infatuated with the idea of identity and race. And oh. so she was down there. This is her first real gig, and um, you know, there's all types of groups talking about you know different issues. So there was even a hip hop concert. Um, you know, uh, conscious rappers, like, you know, uh, Dead Press, Jason um, The Damager, uh, all the rappers who are all more on the conscious tinge. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, their concerts happened to run concurrent with this, with this uh, conference on racial justice. And she was telling a story about how some young South Africans kind of... Bombarded the concert Took over the stage And talked about This is capitalism Right you, The locals can't even Afford tickets To this concert oh. What do you know hear I me mean? oh. <laughs> yeah, Like you, You're not advertising here oh. And uh So I think it was M1 uh, In order to Cool tensions uh, He wrote on a board Fuck the United States <laughs> Right Just to let them know That you know We're not we're All in the same game, Right That like, doesn't ch- know, This but is that- about Uh and not capitalists than that you are more of a, a unity type of the oppression in the not same really, vein as all it comp- cost
0: him, did he let the poor people in the concert or did he just throw away a, a piece of cardboard no, he because no, he wrote I, on it I,
1: I think they, the, the concert might have been shut down after that I'm, I'm like, just saying because all it, it did,
0: him. all it ultimately cost him was some cardboard though that's not a real statement and they were right hip-hop uh, is uh, capitalist as uh, uh, fuck uh,
1: it's just as much as... It's just words. And words are powerful, right? We know that. Words are so powerful. powerful. People doubt it. <laughs> so, um... And, uh... She talks about... You know, it was an amazing experience. You have all these folks from all over the world. In Asia. Uh, minority groups talking about their struggles. <laughs> and, uh, trying to have the U.N. address. And then there was this guy from Go the U.N. Uh, from America. Ooh. Huh?
0: I said, good luck with that.
1: So there was a guy from uh, from the American consulate who didn't agree with the conference. He said, "American never scored the conference." They were mad at Colin Powell because he didn't show up, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, they, because at the time, you know, one he's he's the highest ranking Black official in, in the U.S. government. All right, <laughs> he he his presence would have been appreciated um, significantly on a, on an international stage as a, as a form of diplomacy and showing that you, at least some vestige that you care. Okay. And then, uh, I get a couple, of, she, she goes into a couple of stories about how, one, of the, the promoter of that concert, she was coming home the same day as 9-11. As her mm-hmm. plane was landing <laughs> in JFK, she was from the Bronx. She oh, was from the Bronx. The plane was going into the towers. She saw it. Yeah. And she was on the airplane. <laughs> hey, I, mean, be, I just imagine that's that's a view I saw it from the ground from Adam Street <laughs> to see it from the airplane that must be really nerve-backing cause you're like oh is this plane next
0: <laughs> you know? yeah really it's like, wait a minute what am I buy a ticket it for <laughs> like,
1: I wouldn't want to see it from that vantage point
0: yeah. So looking for so, a parachute um, real quick
1: but then so what happens you have this big event when you're talking about racism and then 9-11 happens hmm. and everything else is not about overshadowed
0: to be fair, I don't think the United States would have given A damn either way About the it's conference not
1: It's not about the United States It's about the global push Because actually What she said because So uh, Shereen Marisol, she stayed So in 9-11 she was actually still in South Africa mm-hmm. And she saw People saying, oh, it made sense Because again, you got to remember the reason For agreed what People the have
0: agreed That our foreign policy and even our domestic policy has been jacked for a long time. But all we do is go, hey, we say the magic S-word, sanctions, and then everything goes away. Oh, you bombed that country. You were clearly wrong. You had no evidence. And they were, like, extremely poor. Yeah, but you know what? Fuck it. And then the U.N. goes, yeah, you're right. Fuck them. That's it. I don't understand why people don't see the pattern here oh, that was wrong. The United States has money. This is the same shit that I guarantee. I will bet you money I don't even have. That concert could have went off without a hitch. That conference could have gone down like a textbook. No 9-11, and the world would have just went, meh. The United States would have paid somebody off, and they would have downvoted it, and they like, yeah, you're right. That concert was so bad. The, the, it, come it was, on. But again,
1: it's not a concert. I, the concert was going on simultaneously. It was the conference where had all these dignitaries talking about racial justice. And I disagree. The idea that you have people from all over the world convening on one city to talk about racial justice is a game changer, right? Because that shows that these are it's folks coming together. It's only a game changer.
0: Like- <laughs> it's only a game changer if they actually would have had the balls to do something afterwards. And they never do. No country on the planet, no group made so, it. No, it didn't. No, it everything. didn't. That is an excuse. Yes, no, it, it is. isn't. Nine eleven was just a magic propaganda moment. People didn't forget. Yes. You remember nine eleven? Did you know about the yes, conflict
1: in South Africa?
0: What I'm saying did is you know no one is going to care. No one would have cared. And did that is know? the sad reality. Even had nine eleven gone down, it would you? not have changed.
1: I, I disagree. It absolutely has to change. That's like I say nine eleven not a big thing. That's like so I don't want I don't expect to see nothing on Saturday. 9-11 is something that they really trumped up as this. Uh, they've changed the narrative of war fighting evil or something, as opposed to what it really is. Is this is just folks trying to fight you because they don't have bombs, they don't have ships, they don't have large military. So this is the only thing they can do to to kind of uh, get you back. This but it the wasn't. They, they can have some kind But and it but wasn't on so race, race,
0: though. Oh, that it really wasn't on really right. race. Al Qaeda was our creation. This was literally one of our inventions coming. This was Frankenstein. This was one of our inventions coming back and choking the dog shit out of us, and us going, "Why? I don't understand." That's what that. That's what 9 11 was. We literally armed, trained, and created and why, the god. Why? Is it, why those
1: Al and drive them into the Twin Towers.
0: I don't think it had anything why? to do directly with what happened in why? The- was about why? South Africa.
1: Yeah, ask you, why? 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 Because No, no, no. But why? Why did they do it?
0: What? Why did they do it? Because they were tired of our
1: imperialism. And fly them into the Twin Towers.
0: Because they were anti imperialist
1: terrorists. And that's what the conference is about That's our point But they've because of the attack They've changed the narrative And that's not what No one's going to be talking about Anti-imperialism on Saturday No one's talking about anti-imperialism
0: They no have one's had, talking
1: about anti-imperialism
0: But nobody was they've These are literally the, the same This was literally the same tactic That we had been using since 1978 It came back and bit us in the yes, butt that's, This is why I don't think the conference Would have made that big of a difference it, our that's foreign policy. Is, if our foreign policy
1: still hasn't changed us, even after nine eleven. You don't get me. You don't get me. Okay. Now you're looking at the wrong thing. I'm not talking about changing America. Okay, that's not. Easy. I'm not. Talking I'm about not change. talking
0: about changing America. Foreign. But, but have you ever watched Deutsch Well about, Have you ever watched I'm I'm German to, news?
1: I'm talking about people organizing against imperialism and colonialism. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about, and that would have been pushed a lot further. Yeah. Possibly, but
0: I don't think. I mean, I'm
1: it. not talking about. You can say that, more. right? i That's not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing it is about the ability of people globally to organize <laughs> around singular issue of imperialism. Uh, and the idea, I mean, the idea of occupying forces—somebody living in your backyard. You, you're an independent nation, that and 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 these Western powers saying you can't even feed yourself. You don't know how to, so we have to teach you.
0: They still right? do. They said, oh no, no, you don't know how to
1: make the government. Of course, I mean,
0: they still do. But my this shit is, is going you, on right I now. System, I know. Mean, I don't think so. I guess I, I, you're, looking mm.
1: you're looking at the wrong of the fight. You're looking at the wrong side of the fight. I'm asking you. I'm asking mm. about the other side of the fight. Okay, um, Buster Douglas beat Tyson. Okay. That's a fact. I'm saying, is there something that could have helped if Mike Tyson put up more of a fight? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying the loses or win.
0: Yes, keep the same outcome, Mike Tyson could have won. Still
1: put up a better fight.
0: Mike Tyson could have won I'm, had he actually trained for that team. fight.
1: I'm saying, put up a better fight. I don't care if he wins or loses. Right. You can keep history the same. I could have went decisions to get knocked out. That's better. Mm. And I say yes. And that's all I'm saying. If it wasn't for 9 11, you would have been able to put up a better fight. Because now the narrative has completely changed. And it's just like, oh, 9 11 just happened. And you were just uh, an angel over here sitting. And it just, they just did this to you for no reason. And that's not the case because everyone understood that the day before 9 11, that this was a possibility. That's what they were talking about there. I'm not saying it was connected. The people, the, the the people, connection people of the honestly, you're a person
0: who actually had their head on straight before 9 11. Still understood where those attacks came from because that wasn't the first time this this group or that target were attacked by that group. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, listen, listen, brother. Yeah, you know, nobody's right. all these same knuckleheads you see running around. 9 11, 9 11. Do they remember when it was attacked under the Clintons?
1: No, no, they don't. They don't. Because it was unsuccessful. Okay, then. It was pretty successful. It
0: blew a gigantic hole in that motherfucker. It was successful enough. Look, I have weird feelings about 9-11. It is the biggest Nazi moment I've seen. Seriously. It was a tragedy. Don't get me wrong. But the way we responded was insane. They used it as an opportunity to... We're living in America 3.0 if you look at it. Then you have the Civil War. And the creation of the Union, which is a new form of America. We're no longer that old-style republic. And now you have the 2.0. The plan for a new American century was somewhat successful. And nobody either wants to acknowledge or admit this. And as usual, this is why we can't solve any of our problems, because we don't acknowledge them. And that's
1: what we do here on this show. We try to acknowledge the history. We try to draw the dot. <laughs> we try to... New light
0: uh, Another thing I found interesting This is America 3.0 I could go to like America 3.2 right now With all the vaccinations And the fucking viral outbreaks And everything else The sci-fi dystopian yeah. horror movie That we're moving into You're dealing with a fucking fantasy You can't listen to these people They will feed you nothing but lies And then of course you're dealing right. with no, nonsense I mean, So you're never going to understand the Do it
1: so I got another quick thing for you. If Lakeith Stanfield is in a movie, I am watching it. Mm. So like His first film was a movie called Sorry to Bother You. Real crazy plotline, real off this world, like off the chain. Uh, it had its moments. I, I, I thought it was funny, but um, I'm not okay. going to spoil it for you. The, the brother turns into a horse band. Real weird. <laughs> but oh, the yeah. director is a brother by the name of Boots. The director is a brother by the name of Boots Riley. Okay. And so uh, I, I remember him saying something About some other director That he had a problem with It might have been Spike Lee But come to find out He was part of a group called An underground rap group called The Cool Coup. Oh. C-O-U-P The Cool And like a bird in coop? 01 Oh okay, Cool Yeah C-O-U-P Yeah Cool okay. um, So he had an album Coming out and what was the album cover? Mm-hmm. It was him and his I guess his drummer or his uh, his group member and they're mm-hmm. standing in front of the Twin Towers and they're blowing up. Oh jeez. Yeah, gotta change that album art. They didn't change it. Well they did change it. But he didn't but people got out. People saw it. The mm-hmm. team had made that before nine eleven. Yeah, And even where you see the, the, the Where the smoke is on the buildings, If you take a look at the album cover I gave the title I gave the folks the title If you take a look at that album cover You'll see <laughs> it's eerie His album is party music That album cover is the Twin Towers mm-hmm. <laughs> It's eerie And the the thing to think about it Is his brother didn't apologize for that But why does right? he have to apologize Yeah, He didn't
0: he didn't blow anything because up.
1: It, well, why change it? So why change it? Uh, the thing? only reason to you change it would their their be...
0: Their... I mean, depending on what the point of the album is, you don't have to change it. But it'll be like me just having a regular... If the album had nothing to do with it, but I had like a picture of the Titanic on there and people drowning, it'll be like, that's a bit insensitive unless you're talking about <laughs> something that happens at sea. <laughs> you know? So it's 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 situational, Case sensitive.
1: I mean, so he's uh, so Boots Riley uh, is, uh, I guess he identifies as a communist, so therefore he is anti-capitalist, and that was the World Trade. He said he initially okay. wanted to do Wall Street, which really, but no one identifies those buildings; they're no. not recognizable. You'd have to use the bull.
0: This. You'd have to use that metal bull <laughs> so down there and something. That's the only thing they care about. That's their symbol, the therefore, go- de- you ended up more with the Twin Towers. Yeah, that was less a symbol of direct capitalism, even though it was literally the World Trade Center, but it was more a symbol of New York and our skyline. If you were to target Wall Street, you don't hit a building, you hit the actual trading floor. Even though you're not going to stop the money, you'll stop the trades, and you'll, the people that would be hurt are directly connected to trading. So their target, if their symbolism was just a little off, that's can. Okay, okay, I mean, it's
1: a picture. <laughs> it's a picture, <laughs> but
0: you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things that, that by taking away the twin towers the way they did, you can ask anyone who was alive before that point what the New York skyline looks like. There's a fucking hole in it. For forever. Okay, I don't care what anyone says, that glass and metal monstrosity they built down there, the single tower, that's bullshit. That is a sad, sorry replacement that only sticks in people's eye to remind them of what we lost. That's why nobody moved into it. It's a giant fucking target and a tombstone. They still can't get businesses to move into it. For just that reason. It's like trying to sell the Andyville Horror House. It is It is it, it, is COVID. COVID. it is. it is COVID. It is COVID. Fuck COVID. That thing was empty a, before COVID. Exactly. That thing was empty before was COVID.
1: COVID.
0: <laughs> you know, nobody wants to move out um, in for just that reason. The only person who,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I'd, you'd be moving yeah. into a, a graveyard. So, yeah, the only reason I thought it was interesting again, I'm, again, this all happened around the same time. Just putting everything in context. Yeah. Well and the so day before had
0: did, They had embezzled like billions of dollars And nobody knew where it was That got forgotten That was literally just the day before Donald Rumsfeld was like yeah we lost a couple of trillion
1: dollars Oops <laughs> And they was like what and, and you know what I, And I said this earlier That's why people there are people who believe That the 9-11 was a setup Because it really was used To make a lot of issues disappear I mean, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a conspiracy theorist in, in the least, but I mean, it, it looks... You don't looks have to be a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Do you,
0: have you ever heard of Wesley, Wesley Clark? You ever heard of Wesley Clark? Wesley Clark. Yeah. Yes, I have. Inform me. Educate. He was a NATO general and he said this prior to 9-11. This was like at least a year, a good year before 9-11. He was a NATO general, right? So he was privy to all of our global bullshit. He ran in during his normal course of work, was talking to other generals, doing his general thing, comes across a plan (laughs) to basically invade Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Libya, just the whole Middle East. And he's like, we can't do this. This is retarded. (laughs) This will not work. And then guess what? He goes around (laughs) telling people this is what they're planning. And then mysteriously, this is what we do. Look up anybody out there who's listening. Look up this man. He's all over YouTube. He doesn't get the crowds that he should. But if if he ran around in a row, people would call him a prophet because he was telling you what was going to happen before it was going to happen. And they just didn't care because they know nobody listens to one crazy general. Except for crazy people like me who watch shit like that. But the plan was out there. You can even look it up. It's still online. The plan for a new American century. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's a yeah. conspiracy fact. Yeah. People had a conspiracy <laughs> and they carried the shit out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the people who wrote it, the it it people way. who
0: wrote it, these are people who went to school together. They studied under the same uh, instructors on global policy. The names are on the materials. And these are people who later moved into government and then, lo and behold, carried out the plan. So, no, it's not a conspiracy. This is that, That's a word that's used by stupid people and spooks to make other people be quiet. You don't want to be a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. So, um, I'm not sure you
1: talking, heard about no, this. It's, it's,
0: hey, it. did Jeffrey Epstein hang himself? Inquiring minds want <laughs> to know. You know, this world is full of literal conspiracies and They have people worried about the dumbest things that will never affect their life.
1: (laughs) Also this week, uh, we had another uh, government overthrow, another coup d'etat, this time in the Western African, the Western African Republic of Guinea. Mm -hmm. They took the sitting president, his name is uh, Alpha Conde, they captured him. Uh, There's an interesting picture. Of the rebels surrounding him, and he's in his street clothes, with his feet on his with his feet on the couch. <laughs> I can't got no manners. I can uh, imagine it'd be in a very stressful situation for him.
0: The big question is: Was it an internal coup, an actual legitimate uprising, or was this one of the major world powers playing, you know, chess? Because that's how we, we do it nowadays we, Most we, colonial powers don't yeah. roll up in a warship And say hey we're taking all your people See you later exactly. Now they just impose sanctions And nominate someone like Juan Guaido To show up on your shore and decide and, and I am it.
1: now That's what we do And then they do it under the, the They do it under the of promoting democracy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Stop that's that democracy. the fact
0: you, We don't you, even you, know you this motherfucker you. And nobody voted for him But it's democracy. What? And then you wonder why they come here Or start blowing shit up You would blow shit up too This is okay. why I don't understand a lot of fellow
1: Americans The shit that we Even worse talk, than that they, then, they criticize, they, then they talk about how Russia Interfering in our elections Oh my god that's like the best unheard. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: You know Some Russian kid made some memes And it's reason for World War 3 Meanwhile we're over here literally fixing elections And kidnapping niggas And we're
1: like no that's democracy <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how, you can, how amazing how you can control the narrative. That's the impressive that's the thing to me. Like,
0: it's, no, it's not. You can it's easy to control the narrative and all, all, you all the outlets. It's wild easy to control all like, the narratives when you actually control the news networks. Is CNN like who literally is sense? an extension of the CIA going to say, hey, we've been bad today? No. They're going to say, we like helped all these little children in this little village by burning the village. They just leave that last part out. Maybe. They're free now. Yes, we saved them from the <laughs> dictators. You know, and then... The thing is, it's not a one-arm or one-pronged attack. And by focusing just on the military aspect of it, we get distracted. Because then we do miss a lot of the little coups that you're talking about. Because it is a lot easier geez. just to say, this guy is bad or this leader is bad. Remove them in that way what we call either a soft coup or a color revolution for you friends during the nineties, you know, that shit you see on TV all the time. It's advertised like a new product in Hong Kong. When they all showed up with umbrellas, they were yellow. Where do you think they got those? How do you think they were distributing? Do you realize that if you go to like an organization like USAID, they're not giving out food packages. All right. (laughs) That's what they're training you to do.
1: Half-thousand propaganda. Come get your propaganda here. Propaganda,
0: propaganda. Just just like a month ago in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, I'm sorry, but the United States has no reason to fight China for Hong Kong. That shit's Chinese, okay? I don't care how you feel about it. Hong Kong is part of China. And it will be a part of China. All right? No amount of well-paid students (laughs) with American accents who are obviously American-trained and show up on the same fucking talk shows all the time. Really, CIA? You're lazy. That's not going to motivate anybody to risk their son or daughter, especially not after 20 years in another desert to go fight China for their own shit. But that's the kind of thing we pull all the time, and we're supposed to feel bad about these people. No. No. It's like now. They're trying to keep our foot in Afghanistan. The one good thing that we've done in 20 years is getting the hell out of there. And now... Now, all of a sudden, for the last two weeks, all I've heard about is how the poor women and girls in Afghanistan are suffering. You know what? That may be the case. (laughs) That may very well be the case, but guess whose fault that is? The fucking men in Afghanistan. If anything, we should be taking care of American women and girls. All right? But to try and tell people we need to go back and invade someplace because they're so fucked up, then you know what? The Afghan men need to take care of that shit. Or, Or Afghanistan is just fucked up and we need to move on. Those are your two real options. Otherwise, you're back to taking shit over and trying to, you know, maintain it for as long as people will allow it. It, It's literally, you know, the quote-unquote white man's burden. It's only your burden if you decide to start breaking shit and then don't want to take responsibility for it. Mind your fucking business, and you don't have the burden.
1: So, uh, so on a on a more positive note, on a constructive note, uh, this week also marks the anniversary of Atlanta Life. Uh, which is the first black uh, one of the first black owned insurance companies founded by in nineteen oh five. Uh the brother's name is Alfonso Herdon. Herndon. Herndon. Alfonso Herndon who was born a slave. Huh. He was born a slave and was able to by nineteen oh five uh he had what he I think he was able to accumulate hundred and forty bucks in nineteen oh five in order yeah, to acquire letter, and purchase. He was a barber. Oh wow. He was a he was a barber. Mm. who Accumulated 140 dollars, purchased the Atlanta Benevolence and Protective Association, and then founded the Atlanta Life, Life Insurance Company, Atlanta, Georgia, in 1905. And Atlanta Life still exists today, right? <laughs> it still, it still exists today, mm. right? Founded by someone who was born a slave, and so if he, if he, I mean, he was far removed from slavery, right? Slavery ended in uh, 19, 1865, so the uh, state of the money. To, to buy this life insurance company So a shout out to Alfonso Hardon And Atlanta Life, anybody who worked for Atlanta Life Shout out, to, uh, I just love seeing black institutions Throughout and again still and That's still very things, visionary so. though I mean, uh, Even though he was born removed from that time period Somewhat,
0: that's still pretty visionary For someone born under that system And to go for something like insurance Which yes. is a key To a, to finance that's, that's one of those capitalist key industries Insurance Because all you're doing is telling people who have shit you might lose your shit. <laughs> Pay me just in case. That is pure capitalism. There you go. a little bit.
1: <laughs> exactly. A, insurance business is the best possible. <laughs> well,
0: oh, trust me, I know. You know I, mean? I work with uh, a couple. <laughs> I work I with a couple. It. Know. You know, but it's, and So. Uh, but that's, I don't know. It's, so sometimes yeah. I think we take the yeah. wrong tack when part of the problem is people just attack capitalism. And, they forget that a lot of Americans confuse capitalism with our actual system of, it's not just an economic. Capitalism has been turned into its own type of moral ideology in the United States. It is, it is up there with a religious doctrine in how it's integrated into all of the facets of our life. If you look at what you would call a theocracy and how religion impacts the different parts of those societies, capitalism is the same way in America. And that's why, if you look at a lot of our dysfunctional parts of our society, the roots trace right back to crony capitalism—not just capitalism, but the abuse of capitalism, the degradation of it, as what we have here. Because we don't have capitalism demands competition; we don't have real competition here. We have an yeah, oligarchy. Yeah. We have an oligarchy in yeah. disguise. Yes, yeah. and the system is it it crazy. It's crazier There's still, still that the United life. States is designed to teach its people that we're anti-imperialist. That you know our birth story, our creation myth, is about breaking away from an empire and being you know individualistic. We're going to fight for our own rights, and then we turn right around and become the exact same feudal capitalist lord of the planet.
1: Even worse, and even the and even worst version.
0: Yeah, an even worse version. So, that's why it's difficult to break through the programming you're talking about a, our people americans are mostly trained from birth to think that we're the good guy and then you grow up and <laughs> eventually it dawns on you it's like oh shit
1: <laughs> you know we're, we're not the good that's guy. that's why we're talking about the pushback against, that's why we're talking about the pushback last week against uh, uh race race theory critical race theory because it would have said that oh america ain't that great <laughs> And that's what they don't want to talk about. They want you to believe that America is as great as possible. But what I want is, to segue from that into another coup d'état. Uh, the anniversary of another coup d'état. So This week, back in 1874, uh, we had the Battle for Liberty Place. So the Louisiana State House was taken over by the Crescent City White League. Uh, this is, again, this is towards the end of Reconstruction. Hmm. Uh, against the, again, at the time, the abolitionists were the Republicans, and so and they took over the White House, the, the state house of Louisiana. I mean, military guys, paramilitary terrorists took over the state of Louisiana. So yeah, we talk about uh, coup d'etat overseas and in Haiti and Guinea. We should remember that that happens right here. What we we think, we but think but about what
0: attempted all throughout the civil rights movement. They were attempted all throughout from the era of Reconstruction all the way up to the Civil Rights Movement. That's why you have all these stupid statues all over the place. Those were put up during the 50s and sixties. This is a trend that has not stopped since Reconstruction. That's what I'm saying. Every now and again, there were flare-ups all throughout our history, and usually in the South. The reason that we have all those statues and stuff down South is because those were from
1: Confederate-aligned groups that were trying to influence... Opinion. No, those statues those statues didn't go up in the 1900s like the 1940s 1950s a lot of them did go up during those that. statues the daughters of the Confederates put up a lot of those statues yeah. right in the 1950s right around okay. the same time as the Montgomery bus boycotts those okay. are those statues got put up about almost up 90 years after the Civil War
0: but that's what I'm saying this was the a daughters of the
1: Confederates thing
0: this is it has never stopped. Reconstruction is was a nice idea that was never implemented. They basically gave the South a pass. It was like, yeah, okay, you lost the war, just stop talking about it and we're not gonna change shit. This is why it's still a legacy today. No other country has and, a civil war and lets the other side just still believe they fucking won and put up statues
1: and shit. And what's uh, what's what's unique about this, uh what's not but not unique, was to tell tell. Is that this all the, the, the coup d'etat in, uh, in in Louisiana stems from a gubernatorial race in which the, both the Republican and the Democrat candidate uh, uh, claim victory? So both candidates said they won, kind of what this happened in DC, right? When you have both candidates, one, well, not getting yeah, victory, and- but at least not recognizing right the election, and the other one, you know, claiming the election because you know, that's what the uh, uh, I don't want to say what go, oh, but
0: well, when you have
1: nothing so, uh, how
0: many elections have we had in a row where everyone pretty much admitted I don't want to vote for either one of them. They're they're both bullshit. Our choices are garbage okay. and this is nonsense. So you're going to okay. see more of this. Don't think that this was the last election where people are gonna be like, eh, I don't know who won. I really don't care who won. Going forward.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. And that's a really dangerous
0: thing, though. It, it, the more apathy you right. have, it's one thing to be apathetic about, like, a mayor or a governor, but now you have massive swaths of the population completely apathetic about all levels of government because people have realized that the governments we have in place, even on a local level, are failures. Not because they can't do what we need them to do, because they don't want to do what we're asking and needing them to do so people becoming this apathetic and disconnected from their government is a really bad sign it's also one of the reasons that i constantly talk about us doing more local things and people out there doing more local things disconnected from their government because if you need these services you're gonna have to do them yourselves you got to, because the the elected officials and the parties that we have in place now are not serving us You have functional levels of government, but not at the party and not at the national level. They're not here for that. It is not their job as they see it. And you don't have to believe me. Oz, you can back me up on this. People, go to these meetings. Talk to them. Ask them questions. Form your own opinion on where their head is at. This isn't a personal thing. You've heard me bitching own about
1: our local reps. But that's out of experience. Talk to them A lot of people want to believe In these folks I, I've, I've been to meetings where like like, like like he's the elected official He gotta be thinking in your own best. Like like they can't believe that This person you voted for Would actually be this selfish They can't fathom that I've spoken to folks They can't even wrap their heads around the idea That they could this be is absolutely why I, selfish A little selfish, like, But not absolutely selfish You remember you a couple of weeks that. ago
0: When I said that these people need to suffer That's what I meant <laughs>
1: Well they will. Because well, they that will.
0: kind of real suffering, that kind of an, an experience is the best teacher. I can say what's happened to me and what I've seen. I can say what's I've seen happen to other communities, what has happened to other organizers, activists, all that shit. It won't matter until a person like that sees for themselves. Because if they're that indoctrinated and far removed from reality, they need that punch in the stomach before they'll realize where they are.
1: So so uh, if you haven't realized We're going further back in time That's the trend this week uh, So what we, we spoke about this week Was the uh, convention in Durban Against uh, racism and, and capital, uh, imperialism Specifically, not necessarily capitalism But imperialism and colonialism uh, That only predates another anniversary That we had this week So back in 1848 So this is in the middle of slavery uh, We had the 1848 Colored National Convention Uh, Which occurred in Cleveland In Cleveland, Ohio um, This week And uh, Frederick Douglass was elected chair um, And they had a list of uh, 34 uh, uh, Requests that they wanted to push Uh, I'll just read a few of them here Uh, The elevation of all classes should be equal All classes should have the same Access to knowledge of trades and jobs Education is important And children should at least Get a business education uh, The liberty is the right of all men And as such It should be recommended To attempt To attempt escape at every favorable opportunity I mean we're talking about In the middle of slavery So liberty yeah. so my, yeah, Should <laughs> You should escape So in yeah, the context of the thing I like um, it they that use freedom, will they use liberty Not freedom, freedom. Bill it still uh yeah our brethren uh all that children that children should attend schools um we have here uh the motto it should be of to god and men and fidelity to ourselves uh yeah so they, they had a bunch of resolutions but really talking about the same thing that folks in durban were talking about um uh a century and a half later right <laughs> Uh, I just thought it was interesting like so these these gatherings of groups isn't anything new uh, I never said I, I, you know well we got uh, Frederick Douglass in attendance we got Harry H. Day um, so a lot of your I guess free blacks at the time who were mm-hmm. able to attend this conference and they came for black issues um, and I just you know the parallelism is I always find interesting um, that you 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 these cries for justice just don't pop up in the 1950s. They just don't pop up in the 70s, right? They don't pop up in the 20s. It's consistent day in and day out, which is why I find that this idea that you had this conference in Durban in 2001 could absolutely be forgotten once these towers combined And now we rewrite the whole story, even though... The Derby conference is really talking about what would happen and what could happen, what what did happen. We just we don't see the the connection at all. And because that would make it
0: because that's a public level understanding of those events. The people who had to deal directly with 9-11, an attack of that scale and of that scope wasn't a surprise. It was something that you understand, it's like for the people at the conference in Durban saying, oh, there could be this backlash. This could be an effect of capitalist expansion. The people who implement these plans already know that this is an effect. The CIA operatives, the CIA, the intelligence operatives who set up Al Qaeda, who actually maintained the lists of agents that they had trained globally, understood and knew that these people were still out there and the shit that they were up to that part of it is still missing in a lot of people's head they don't understand that we made these weapons we trained these people we showed them how to use them we showed them how to fight an imperial power we were training them to do this same stuff to the russians so none of this any of this any of this that still surprises anyone it's it's hard for me to even deal with them Because it's like, what fucking planet have you been on For the last 20 years None Carl of Marx this and should be a surprise
1: Karl Marx and socialism lo- Loomed large at that time like, There's a lot of folks who consider themselves socialists Got a new, it, it popped up again Around AOC, but that that's not A, a new trend here, even here in the US AOC is but not a socialist York, No, no, but she Touted that claim, right She's part um, of the DSA that's a whole other okay. tangent Please, they I'm just going to leave that alone They did they did, yeah, <laughs> they did popularize it They did popularize it uh, yeah. To modern, to modern One, culture
0: The, but, the Democrats um, are great at Marketing Legislation, not really their thing They're not there for that That's the That's the Republicans' job The Democrats' job is to market things And popularize them For the broad public The Republicans are more niche They only really deal with that their (laughs) their own subscribers. No, I'm serious. You have to look at American politics broadly, not the actual mechanics underneath, but how it's marketed. This is a marketed society. This is a propagandized society. And it's easy to manipulate Americans with propaganda because we're raised by fucking commercials. That's why the people you're talking about who find it so hard to believe that their elected officials could stab them in the back on a regular basis are the same people who believe that Mr. Clean is actually some bald dude making cleaning solutions for their fucking house.
1: That's the problem. I mean, (laughs) we we put up uh, Christmas that Christmas at the end of December because (laughs) they saw it on TV. No real reason. No, 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 No real cultural connection to it. We we look for a ways to escape, and um, while you escape, then once you yeah. escape, you have to you're talking about a culture that uh, took the birth of else their else
0: supposed else. savior and turned it into a, a consumer <laughs> orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: they did. You you uh, cannot I, understand
0: I like, America if you are immersed in America because you have to take that step out of it to realize what we are. It's like anywhere else. If you were born Japanese, you're going to think that. The little cultural ticks and eccentricities that you're born into are the norm that makes perfect sense to you because it's Japanese culture. It's the same thing here. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's just a, that a, American a, culture a, is a deranged, com,
1: it's a deranged infomercial. It, it's okay to understand, think something is the norm, but understand that there are seven million billion billion people on the planet, and there are seven billion, us, billion other ideas. As long as you understand that, you're a teacher. Yeah.
0: Stop it! Think about it for a second. Do you really think most people are conscious of the fact that there's seven billion people, let alone can conceive of a number as large as a billion? Most people can't fuck with a number. Again, that no, no,
1: no. Thing. I'm not talking about what is. I'm not, I didn't say what is. I'm just talking about what it ought to be. But one, one more thing I want to also mention that they that was brought up at this conference back in 1848 was that we believe in the equality of sexes and that women are encouraged to take part in future conventions. So. So, this idea of this whole feminist movement, the idea that, no, in, in black life, that's never truly been true, right? Black men have never domineered uh, black women the same way white women have. White men have domineered white women, right? So, oh, that's, that's their whole
0: shtick. I mean.
1: <laughs> so, I just thought it was interesting that here you have this convention back in 1848, and they're championing. Women, of course, and of course, Frederick Douglas is famous for doing that as well uh, during mm-hmm. his lifetime, right? Standing women's I think he even spoke. Uh, we mentioned it here on this program at one of the conventions for the National Women's Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, we went and showed on time the last thing. Uh, this week also recognizes the anniversary of Stony Rebellion back in 1739, uh, one of the early slave revolts or slave conspiracies, however you want to uh, identify it. Um, that, again, the struggle for freedom and recognition and dignity is a constant. It's a day to day. The Stonehold's Rebellion that led to the Negro Act uh, which restricted slaves' freedoms uh, but improved working conditions (laughs) and placed a a moratorium on importing new slaves at that time. That was back in 1740. Again, Mm -hmm. Stonehold's Rebellion was this back in 1739. But um, we come to a close, brothers and sisters, so you have any? I know, I know, we got a good show for you today. I hope you entertain, uh, brother Rob. Do you have any closing statements for the beautiful people out there?
0: Be aware that you're living in a commercial. Rob? Be aware you're living in a commercial and look for the credits, so you see who's actually directing this clown show.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's true, right? That's that, that's one of the things we try to kind of espouse here. If you understand, if you put a, a microscope to history, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the stories it tells is very different than what we think we understand. Um, I'm going to quote uh, Martin Delaney, who was also present at this conference uh, back in 1848. Martin Delaney, uh, one of the first blacks to be admitted into Harvard Medical School, didn't graduate because the students protested. They didn't want to go to school. Negro came out. Uh, highest ranked a black in the military in the Civil War at the time. Uh, the rights of no oppressed people have ever yet been obtained by a voluntary act of justice on the part of the oppressor. That's Martin Blaine. So till next, time, <laughs> till next time, brothers and sisters, Africans and Africanettes, and those of you who are African adjacent, till next time, the blackest hour of your week, On the wake up radio, Cindy Ashby. Check yourself before you wreck yourself.
0: What's wrong with the world, Mama? People living like they ain't got no mama. the whole world's addicted to the drama Only attracted to things that'll bring the trauma Overseas, yeah, we trying to stop terrorism But we still got terrorists here living In the USA, the big CIA The blood of the Crips and the KKK Look it up blood individual
1: Thanks for keeping the lights on, D'Ang Cindy Ashby ducks. On the wake up
0: So here it is, y'all Are you tired of being censored? Shadowban? shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW2, the Black YouTube. Why, you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship, go to a black site what i'm telling you to do is don't post everything that's great on their platform give them perfect people a 10 second snippet a 15 second snippet and make them come to otw tube and come check you out support black things or stop complaining because only unity black unity and black economics can change our situation wake up y'all otw tube is where it's at